This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. Every Thursday, you'll be chilling with me and my guest, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. So sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. But obviously, like I said, 10 days before flying off, right? And I, I had no plans on coming back to Singapore. So like, I was like, oh, I really, I'm really interested in talking to this guy. But in my mind, like, I was just convincing myself that this is purely professional networking. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn more about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and today, today, we have a Valentine's Day special! Woohoo! Before we go into a deep dive of Budget 2023 next week, okay? So stay tuned next week, but today, but today, we shall focus on love. Love and money, right? Very, very interesting and complicated discussion. And I wanted to do today's episode because of Farmer Chris, a regular on our show. He is now married, right? Finally, he and his wife Cheryl, they have spent more time apart than together in the same space, are now married. But he says, LDR, long distance relationship, is cheaper and better. So I wanted to know how was their experience, how do they make it work, and how are they planning their finances in such a scenario? Note that they plan to continue this LDR for another two years. So it's very interesting. How do they make this work when many people fail? Find out all of that and more in today's episode. This is Chill Swift TFC. So what do you do for like professionally? I so I work. Okay, my title is engagement and programs coordinator, but my main project is running workshops for the public on like how to take climate action at the local scale. Yeah, so like basically teaching people how to, like what they can do in their homes or like with their neighbours or with their friends. Because mm. a lot of times like climate action exists at the policy level or like at the individual level, like recycling and all this. Very like personal thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But like how do people, how do we harness collective action? Like you and me or like him and me or like my friends and I. Mm. Um, How do we take climate action like Think of it in a collective manner rather than just an individual or like a high-level government thing that seems very distant usually. Nice, nice. Yeah. So how, why, why were you there in, in the first place? In Canada? Yeah. Um, because you, you were studying in Wales, right? I was, I was. But yeah. my intent was always to study in Canada. I ended up studying in Wales just because when oh, I... So Wales was a stepping stone, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wales came... was a stepping stone. Shout out to all you Welsh people. Yeah. <laughs> 
how did you end up in, in Canada? You were pursuing a master's in, in Wales. Well, okay. So I was always going to pursue a master's in Canada. And then when I looked up what options I had, there was this thing called the Transatlantic Forestry Master's. <laughs> Literally because like, you take... Transatlantic is already quite like okay. whatever. Know, right? yeah. Forestry. Okay, yes, please, <laughs> yeah, please. I know. Thanks, um, thanks. Yes, yeah, yes. Share with us. What, what does that work? How does that work? So it's basically Transatlantic because you spend one year in Europe and one year in Canada. Okay. Literally across the Atlantic Ocean. And it's also a dual degree program. So you get a degree from Europe, in my case, in Wales. And then you get a degree from Canada. Okay. Yeah. So I always just wanted to study in Canada. But then this option kind of came as like a buy one, get one free. So I was like, well, why wow. not? Singaporean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. one free mm-hmm. let's go always for find it. the best yes. deals right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so Wales Wales was kind of just like part and parcel of the program it was never the plan mm. yeah just don't let my Welsh professors hear this yeah you know I love Wales yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a lovely yeah. place yes. but why why has it always been Canada oh I love the outdoors and I think like where I live in Canada specifically <laughs> Vancouver so Mary she liked that first I uh, no, no please <laughs> please let's not like. <laughs> yeah yeah share me share me a little bit um, okay, so where I live in Vancouver in British Columbia is like basically any outdoor lover's haven. Um, you get the mountains, you get the sea, you get the forest. Basically, like the lifestyle there is you work five days a week, more realistically four. And then like every weekend, every weekend you just like do a different outdoor activity. You can go kayaking, you can go hiking, camping, skiing, depends on season. But yeah, it's like for me, it's like the dream life because I always want to spend time outdoors. Um, mm. But more as a hobby, not as a job. So it's like a perfect mix, you know, like you work hard and then you play hard during the weekend mm. yeah okay. Okay. No, you did experience it before in uni that's why you you sort of like oh, learned about it yeah okay so the funny thing is like since i was young i never had a passport till i was 12 yeah so like canada to me was always everything i knew about canada was from the books or like from my mom telling me oh you seem to like nature a lot i think you'll like canada so it was quite, i always had this idea of canada in my mind and like when it came to university it was finally like my chance to like go and see it for myself so i chose to go to canada for my undergraduate exchange uh, and that was my first time really experiencing it. And they kind of like cemented it in me that I'm like, yeah, this is truly where I can see myself mm. really loving living here. Nice. So the next opportunity I got, because then I was in undergrad and I was on like a MOE scholarship. So I was bonded basically, right? So I had to like, you know, finish my bond and then find Oh, so you're done with your bond? I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that one very loaded. The energy is like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, guys. <laughs> MOE, thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I served my bond. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kept to my promise, right? It yeah. while it lasted. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I kept to the agreement, right? Exactly. And then now I'm done. I'm, I'm okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And to yeah. add to that, she used her life savings pretty much from oh, her yeah. years of working to go and do the master. So it's, it's not it's not cheap, but it's like yeah. a determination to get out there. <laughs> Talking uh, about investment, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge investment. Uh, How much do you spend? Oh, wow. Okay, tuition fees alone, 25K a year, so 50K. Mm. yeah then plus living expenses and all that it was definitely at least 100k for mm. the two years wow, wow. Overseas. nice yeah. nice and yeah. then then so. why you marry him <laughs> oh wow it's like, is there a yeah. better way to say <laughs> it <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've invested you invested so much you wanted to pursue a great life and then you choose this guy you know like hey mm. what's wrong with this guy like, hey, what's wrong with this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, yes. So, so why? For, for all of you that don't know this, Chris, right? He's been on the show regularly. You want to introduce a quick, quick introduction? You don't need to talk too much, ah. Right? Yeah, introduce I'm I'm an urban farmer. I grow um different things mm. in the city. Uh, I used to do like 
vegetables. Now I'm doing insects. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should yeah. plug, you should plug your, your, your <laughs> new insect venture. No need, la, no need. La. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. just looking at sustainable ways of farming la, in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you should give me promo code <laughs> for <laughs> your crickets. <laughs> right, uh, then we can share with everybody like promo code on the crickets. Next right? episode. Yeah, 25% <laughs> discount. Okay, nice. So mm-hmm. how do you two meet and all that? So I guess like, since he mentioned farming, like we first met when on, on the farm where he used to work at. So this was at Edible Garden City. Um, and this was back in 2018. It was literally 10 days before I left the country for good. Yeah. So I was there like for an event with a couple of friends and I went there like half for the event, but also because like back then I had already been interested in sustainability. And my first time at that farm had been when I brought my students um, on a learning journey. And so like my first time at the farm, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like I've never seen an urban farm in Singapore. Yes, it's so cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like that big as well. Like, I was like, yeah. who would have thought we have so much land in Singapore to like dedicate to like urban farming. But I was like, okay, very cool space, you know, like, so I like back of my mind, I always wanted to go back. Uh, so when like my friends told me like, hey, there's this event there, I want to check it out. I was like, yeah, cool, let's go. Uh, so obviously like, when I went there, I had no intentions of like meeting a guy and like falling mm. in love. Okay, I didn't fall in love back then, like not on the spot. Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The story <laughs> will link just, up. Bear with us. The story will link just up. Just what yes. you say just now. <laughs> <laughs> You said love at first sight. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost, right? Almost, yeah, 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 yeah. Eighty percent. Yeah, I think that was a narrative at the wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, but please continue, please continue. Yes, yeah. Okay, so the, the story in the wedding, same story, right? So he, back then he was general manager. So like he went up to do the welcome speech. Yeah, and then like as he went up, there was this like aura of mysteriousness and enigma around him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry. See, this one's at the wedding. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, okay, okay, so okay, that's my okay, 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 off right and I, I had no plans on coming back to Singapore mm. so like I was like oh I really I'm really interested in talking to this guy but in my mind like I was just convincing myself that this is purely professional networking <laughs> <laughs> professional networking exactly. yes mm. yes mm. yes yeah. <laughs> keeping everything very professional and yeah, clean yeah. Here, what yeah. about your perspective then like, yeah <laughs> Um, it felt that way. It felt that way as well. <laughs> she was like, no, because she, oh, she, when she introduced herself, okay, okay. Um, and we we spoke about um, what we both do, and it was very much professional. It was like, oh, you <laughs> know, this like climate change thing, mm-hmm. and but yeah. with a hint of like enthusiasm, like, like we both, I, I mean, in, her, in her eyes, there was like this like glow glimmer. or glimmer in her eyes, like you know that, <laughs> that um that made me somehow I'm very interested in, in her. Yeah. Because um, because you lost it for a while already. Corporate too jaded, too tired. Is it? Is it, is it? No, 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 no. It's not okay, that. It's not okay, that. It's okay. Like, but it's just like, cause, so she talked about what she enjoyed. Like she enjoyed nature. 
And I was like, wow, okay, that's that's really nice. Like me too. Because she came to the farm before. So mm. I was like, okay, she she has an interest in farming. Um mm-hmm. and she spoke well about the her experience in the farm. So I was like, wow, okay, you appreciate what, what I've been up to. And then she also, yeah, had a, some common friends and she had done like nature school and so different, different activities that resonated with me. So like internally, I felt like this someone who has shared values with me. I wasn't thinking far ahead at the at the point of time, but it was just like, oh cool. Like I really enjoy speaking to this person. And then after she she walked around. I mean, we, the conversation paused. Then uh, just suddenly hit me like, oh, this person, like, I, I want to get to know her better. Like, she has this great energy and, and I really uh, enjoy talking to her. But damn, she's leaving soon. So, and my, part of my brain, I was like, ah, okay, like, she's leaving. So, you know, I should let's kill this idea of any any potential feelings. Maybe let it go. But still, I kind of want to talk to her and get to know her better. So that's how we... I approached her after that initial conversation, um, still in the space. Before she left, I was like, like some dramatic movie. I'm like, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> <laughs> don't go, but you know, like, and we kept in contact and uh, yeah, things blossomed from there. La. Like we, we didn't really expect anything much from it. So I, I kept a lot of my feelings to myself and, and sort of told her like, yeah, just, just go enjoy your uni and we'll see how it goes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. very passive kind of <laughs> yeah but honestly that was I think one of the biggest things that like finally changed my heart and like wanted to commit to it because I, I realized like it takes a lot for someone who is that invested in us being together to be able to take that step back and say yes I am very invested but more important than that I want you to be able to go and do your thing oh my god yeah okay. and so, so that move gave work. me that space yeah <laughs> I mean I don't work. think yeah, I don't think even if this was like a move yeah, but yeah, yeah, like, okay 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 yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, it yeah. was yeah, yeah. Oh, well, no 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 don't, don't package yourself <laughs> get, get, oh. okay but, but but you guys from from the time you met to you the time you flew it was like two weeks pretty much less than, less than that 10, 10 days, days. Mm. and then in that 10 days you decided that you're gonna try this out is that the idea no no, no. okay it was it was really like all right you go do your thing and it was and it's nice knowing you and um yeah just enjoy your time mm. kind of like we'll see how it goes we'll stay in touch as, as friends you know okay. like yeah okay. but there was no expectation or commitment at that point Okay. How do you became like, okay, we're going to do this seriously. I was going to call you twice a day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we went panel boarding and I was like, after we, after we were done, then Chris was like, oh yeah, talking to Sharon. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, Did, aren't we like just finish sports? It's like, yeah, yeah, I do this twice a day. I was like, oh, this is very serious, huh? Yeah, so. Initially, actually I'm quite an introvert and it was quite awkward at the start. Like mm. I, I wasn't comfortable with this whole like having conversations and so often as well. So I even had to like write a script <laughs> before talking to her in the, in the initial days when she was in Wales. Like random yeah. bullet, random yeah. points to generate conversation. And Do you have a Notion document or something? <laughs> no, no, it's like scribbles on paper. And I was like, wow. almost like sweating. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember our first few conversations, like, I could always sense like he was trying to end the conversation as quickly as possible. It's like, oh, okay, bedtime, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I gotta go. I think you gotta go. I'm like, no, I don't have to go there. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, you know, guys, I don't know, maybe we just don't communicate so much about our day or our yeah. feelings and whatnot. So it was a bit awkward at the start. Mm. But yeah, it was just, I don't know, it just happened very organically. Like, organically? Like, yes. Organically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and after a while, we enjoyed the conversations. Um, it was a lot about updates, like what's happening with a new environment and everything. Yeah, I think end of the day, it was still that same values that brought us closer. We, we always talked about this like climate change and saving the world that, that kind of stuff yeah. yeah so that was the core of the the relationship i think yeah i think one thing that's also like 
pretty understated in relationships that you just brought up that I just thought of. Um, is talking about your day, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a very it seems like a very menial, meaningless to some extent kind of thing to do. Like talking. But that's about all there is in LDR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless there's more you want to share but it's okay yes please tell yeah no yeah. I think like it's something that is really undermined but that helped us to grow closer because like being so far apart right, obviously like it's hard to imagine what the other person's going through like mm. halfway across the world but even just like you know hearing about like how his day on the farm went or like for him hearing like how my day at school went the most boring things ever like that in and I think like if we were in the same country together like hearing about each other's days we would be like okay I'm done like that's really <laughs> boring yeah but somehow like in an LDR, like that is one of the yeah one of the easiest and yet un- most underrated ways to like stay close communication. I guess is the one word summary. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. How long uh, has it been? I mean, you guys just got married, and how many times have you than... actually been together physically? Like, like how many days um, together? Because you were studying, mm. yeah, and all that. Well, you're better at the math. Well, <laughs> quick math. Cumulatively, is, yes. Cumulatively, less than a year for sure. Barely six, seven months, I would say, out of four years. Mm. Yeah. And you're certain about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why, 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 why? Like, why? What makes us like, certain? Because I think a lot of people will assume that LDRs are, like, really difficult mm. and, like, not possible. I think difficult is already giving you a lot of slack. A lot of people will assume <laughs> yeah. that LDR is not possible. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to do today's episode because when I was hanging out with Chris the other day, he was like, LDR, very good one, cheap and good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, huh? Like that, right? Like, like LDS cheap and good, like, huh? Uh, so I was like, I was like, you come in, we're gonna talk about this, right? So, so maybe we cheap. I think is is a little bit easier to understand because there's no like weekend days, no random splurging, or maybe we can talk a little bit about like how you spend on each other during yeah. these few years, you know. But maybe yeah. we start with the the better or the good, the good, like, like what's good? Why, about why, why, what's so good about LDR? Like, yeah, like I relative think, to how other people will, mm. will build a relationship. So just a bit of context on both of our personalities. Mm. Uh, we both like adventure in terms of like doing outdoor stuff mm. high adrenaline like uh, life at risk kind of I adventure know. sports yeah. <laughs> um, the second thing is we like travel as well and both of us have done our solo backpacking before so we do like spurts of experiences often unplanned la, in a new environment so this LDR um, enables us to experience that so we have at minimum one trip uh, a year where we either usually we go to a country that we've never been before um, and do something uh, adventurous so having that one thing a year to look look forward to makes it really really fun and then on average we, we travel to twice a year so the other time is visiting each other either actually comes back to Singapore or I go to Vancouver it's a bit more toned down like more day to day a bit less adventure but having like two milestones a year to look forward to yeah somehow works for our personality versus like a monotonous like okay every day every weekend we're going to go out and sort of do-ish do the same thing-ish that's a bit more boring (laughs) yeah Yeah. Can, can you elaborate a little bit more in that sense of like okay there's that this whole like big event that you look forward to twice a year, let's say something like that, right? Mm. Why can't you recreate that in the IRL relationship? We've never tried recreating that because okay. uh, we haven't spent enough time, but... No, it's like with your other relationships, you know, or something, did, did it not work that way? Personal experience, mm. like is it because physically when people are dating together, then mm. it becomes, like it naturally becomes mundane. Is, is, that, the, is that the idea? Like there's not, not nothing to look forward to. It's not, there's no like, there's no festivity anymore. Is that? Yeah, I think so. I think that that has happened to me before. Uh, And just the nature of Singapore is a bit harder to... Where, where's um, the nature in Singapore? <laughs> no, they're... they're, they're <laughs> eh, 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 yeah, eh. Yep, caught that one. So the convenience factor is a big part. So let's say in Vancouver, it's like 20, 30 minutes, you can drive out to the nearest mountain. 
and you have access to a lot of mountain ranges from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even skiing, 30-minute drive, you can get to that place already. Yeah, uh, five-minute drive, latest mall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more the nearest mall, five-minute drive. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> like, if you wanted to do a hike um, in the next mountain, we have to take a plane to Thailand or Indonesia. Yeah. It's just not as as easy to do on a regular basis. So, so in real life, if we were living in Vancouver, we would have this adventure spurt that we can still access quite easily compared to Singapore. So that's one thing. But then you will lose that like big event twice a year. We kinda. we might lose that. So we this is something we we just recently I mean, yeah, just working spoke about, this, right? Like, yeah. So I think we aim to still maintain that. So that you're as gonna a, live in Toronto in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna maintain this, huh? So I'm gonna live on the other side of the of the land, right? Nepal. That's a, oh, Nepal. 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 Fly out also headache, uh, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, huh? no, we did we did say like okay, what what do we fear? We we do fear monotony and we mm-hmm. fear the mundane, so we have to remember that we should do something like that, like plan one big trip a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So for someone that is like thinking about like LDR, you know, like like they may be very afraid, right? Like generally LDR low success rate one, generally, right? That's why you're in the studio, right? You have to <laughs> talk about it. How to increase success rate of LDR, right? How to make it better, right? And such that it is a great way forward. I think, well, yeah. So like my answer kind of half addresses the previous question and half addresses this as well. But like being independent to a pretty large extent as well in a relationship is an important one. So like personality-wise also, like on top of both of us really enjoying adventure and nature, I think we also are pretty independent in the sense that we lead independent lives even though we are together in a relationship and when we are in the relationship we are very much like a unit but at the same time like I have my own career and my own hobbies and he has his own career and hobbies as well and we're okay with that that just helps the LDR to be a lot more secure because we don't have to worry about like being dependent and like you know let's say like he's living his own life and I'm not okay with that I'm always like wondering well, what's he doing like where is he why am I not there that generally um tends to lead to like you know more feelings of insecurity or like lack of trust but like we don't have those issues I think because yeah, we both are just very independent people. Mm. So to answer your question, you know, on like how then to make an LDR work. work yes. Yeah, I think like it sounds very cliche, but like one of the greatest bases of it would just be trust. You know, like mm. being able to let your partner go and mm. like do their thing, right? The way he let me do my thing when I first moved to Wales and Canada. But is that how it start? Okay, like it is very bad, but let's say I have a new hire, right? A new hire <laughs> a very bad example, right? <laughs> but it's easier for more people to understand, right? I have a new hire in a company, right? And then it's new, right? So I got to take some time to build the trust with the person mm. and all that back and forth. Eventually, I feel so so much trust and then it's like, yeah, you do lah. It's okay, one, right? It, it mm-hmm, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can do your own thing, right? So how, how do you do that in the start when you don't even have a lot of time to then build that trust to begin with, you know? Like you don't have a lot of together time mm. before you embark on this. Yeah. We, at the very, very early first four months or so, um, I somehow had this gut feeling that that should be the one. Lah. She, she wasn't so sure. Like she needed some time to test it out. Mm. So uh, I went over to I Wales. Reassure her, yes, good choice. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more impulsive mm-hmm. and and uh, but also quite intuitive so I went over to Wales and we did our first trip oh that's uh, kind of sorry cool. we did yeah. uh, Germany Europe, Europe la. Mm-hmm. short mm-hmm. trip in Europe including Wales and that was the the first warm up testing la. and from that experience that we we sort of got to f- have a feel of each other's personalities and beliefs and all and all that lah. So mm. then from there we did a review. Right? <laughs> how, how, how do you? Yeah. actual review. Very serious. Yes. We do a lot of these reflections after each trip or each milestone, and we often in these reflections we always ask worst case scenarios like what if one day we get we have to yeah like break up or something like that you know and then because we ask these questions as well 
and we address them, like everything else is, we accept the worst case scenario and then everything else is a, is a bonus. So it's quite, I guess, a mature way of looking at it. Yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. So you feel like, you feel like there's some prerequisite to having a successful LDR. Like you must be independent, you must be matured, you must reach a certain phase of life when you're not like shopping and really just kind of like more focused on finding a partner. Is, is there some of these prerequisites that makes an LDR easier? I think, yeah, everything that you said plus perhaps more importantly also complementarity between mm. the two of you. Because if you are vastly different in personalities, like let's say you have one partner who is very happy being independent and the other partner is like very dependent, I don't think that's going to work as well in an mm. LDR because mm. then there will be, there's just a greater likelihood of tension being created because like, you know, one of them is just like, oh, where are you when I need you? And then the other person like, la la la, I'm just happy <laughs> living my life. And, you know, so. and you both yeah. are dependent. Where are you? Oh yeah, where are you? Oh yeah, where are you? <laughs> the tension works huh? in that sense right? yeah, but, yeah. yeah. You know, like a good balance I think like you yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> like I know that in all her free yeah. time she'll either find new friends to go hiking with or something or she will find something to do and it'll be mm. very happening very, very active then whenever she's like oh let's talk like okay then she she wants that companionship mm. so it's like quite, quite chill for me it's like mm. okay very low maintenance <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Since you guys like, I, I like that you review, you know, and talk about things, talk about your life. Do you all also talk about your finances? Like, do you like kind of cross check each other's like values, you know, when it comes to money, your financial beliefs, how you do money? And is, is it important mm. in your decision to come together? Me? Oh. Answer is yes, okay. We are on the financial podcast. <laughs> but yes, you can share your perspective. Yes. Yeah, okay. The honest answer is not as much, but the answer mm. for the show is yes. yes of course okay. we talk yeah, about finances. Yeah, very good. Yeah, mm. now you can give your answer. <laughs> you see my face and blend. Yeah, exactly. In the pre-prep questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, share. I think okay. So more, more recently, definitely, because it's been easy to not have to think about finances when we were in an LDR, cause like I was, you know, handling my own and he was handling his yeah, own, right? Yeah. But obviously, now that we are eventually gonna live together, then yeah, we've started talking about like, oh, this is how much we can like set aside for a car, how much we can set aside for a house, and what are we gonna do until we achieve those financial goals like you know get enough money to put down like, like make these big purchases that we want to do as a couple in terms of like managing finances together we haven't other than like you know having to plan finances together like for holidays no we haven't but like for the purposes of like you know making these like big commitment purchases like our plan is to like set aside a pool of money to that like you know like this pool of money is going to go to like getting a house or an apartment by a certain time and that that pool of money is you know like for retirement something like that mm, yeah mm. and you're gonna try to establish a life in canada mm. not here mm -hmm. mm. yeah why because that's where the mountains are calling okay, 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 fair, fair. <laughs> but then you you already have a residency status yeah but you don't I yeah. don't. Right, so you are going through that process, right? Can you can just kind of help us, our listeners? Maybe they all also want to migrate to oh, the mountains, you know? Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. Live in the ridges, you know, do your thing. Yeah, so, so you know, so people are you be like, like want to go to another country, got to marry the person from that yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Similar last. Green carding his way in. 
Ah. Yeah, so I'm trying to get a dependent uh, permanent residency mm. or like a spousal yeah. PR. Yeah, yeah. Nice, um, nice. Just fill out a bunch of forms and then we wait <laughs> for a couple of years. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Love the equality there. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's good stuff, good stuff. No, yeah. yeah. But but you were talking about like LDR is cheaper, right? Like it's cheaper, it's better, right? Is it really cheaper? Because it sounds like you guys do like huge trips, you know? Like I don't know if like cumulative cafe hopping and movie over <laughs> the month's gonna end up to be more than like a trip to Europe every other year, you know? Or every year to be exact, right? Yeah. Okay, but so you compare with a, a normal couple, right? Usually they also go and do one big holiday a year. Okay. Usually, yeah. Mm. So I would say it's very comparable to a normal couple in that sense. And then the second trip is usually one of us visiting each other's home countries. So accommodation is usually paid for. Regular expenses are usually paid for. So there's still, sometimes we do short road trips and all. So let's just give a very aga figure uh, of about two grand additional combined uh, for that one additional trip compared to a normal couple. So that's the two, two grand expenses. Now, the amount of savings we roughly do throughout the whole year because we don't need to meet every weekend or every day let's just do a ballpark right you go for a couple of meals like friday saturday sunday let's say three four meals together you do about two activities so let's just say a month you spend about uh, one grand per person so over the course of about 11 months you spend about 11 grand 11 grand minus two grand is about maybe nine grand savings compared to a regular couple that's living in in person Mm, yeah mm. but then this of course you the time that you spend with your partner if you don't have that you probably spend it with your other friends lah. so it's mm. not like you're saving that nine grand you probably your nine <laughs> grand get diverted into friends exactly yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. Like, mm. have you consulted is it okay is it approved okay interesting interesting so technically it's not cheaper it is. It is. It is. It also, is. Yeah. When, you, when you observe it from that view, it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. we generally live quite a lo-fi budget lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Like for myself, I do a lot of nature activities. I don't go out to fancy restaurants to eat so much. Yeah, it's okay. You forage your own muscles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's damn cool. We, we tried that. I was like, oh, it's oh, so yeah, fun. You went with him. Yeah, so we yeah, forage the muscles. Exactly. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. It tastes really good. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need to say where. It's a secret spot. Right? It's like, oh, oh, have you already made your program and share yeah, everybody? Secret spot, secret okay, spot. Okay, secret spot. Yes, yes. Yeah. Also, mm. I think like a lot of the activities we do technically are almost free. Like you, like hiking, right? Mm. You don't have to pay to go walk in a forest. Yeah, maybe you pay for the transport to get there. Yeah. You know, maybe you pay for like the food you eat after the hike, but like the hike itself is technically free. So that helps a lot. And yeah, I think generally, okay, like, I'm quite low budget. And then that means that like together when we spend, like sometimes I, I just go a bit cheaper than we would expect of like a normal date. So, so then your financial yeah. ideas are pretty aligned, right? In that sense. Mm. In that sense, the way you live life, the way you... Yeah. We are both very budget. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and like yeah. we feel we are a lot more functional what we do, both in eating. You know, we don't have to get the best. Occasionally, I do like to treat myself, <laughs> like go farmer's market and buy an amazing pumpkin or something. But as a general rule, yeah. we, we believe in functionality first, fulfilling the basic needs first, and then everything else is, is a bonus. Like now we want to save for a house. So, okay. We just keep it very, very lo-fi and mm. basic. Mm. I think the other thing that we are aligned on is that we believe in paying more for experiences rather than like tangible material goods. So like, you know, we would pay to like go climb uh, at a gym, let's say like in- indoors in Singapore. Or we would pay for like a skiing pass. Like in my case, like, I've paid for like a season pass for in the Singapore? whole season. Uh, in Canada. <laughs> 
in Singapore? Yes, I, yeah. mm. Mm. I don't know. Please let me know. You're wrong. There's no city. No city ramp up three levels. Three, 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 three levels or something. Wait, there's a new one in Orchard, right? The ski surf something. The, the triple. Uh, really? There's a new building plan in There's a big sigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the same. Which is true, right? It yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's even real snow or like one of those brushes mechanical brush yeah. skiing mm. yeah, it's okay now we can ask yeah. them <laughs> but have yeah, you yeah. have you tried dating people that have a different money idea or like like broad money narratives that are like different from you they have a very different way of looking at budgeting yeah, so spending I, yeah. I was with someone before who was I wouldn't say like spendthrift not like crazy but I mean it's more okay with the idea of let's hang out on the weekend go have a few nice meals and you know being from the industry like I, I know what it costs let's say to go uh, to cook a brunch like you know all the margins scrambled eggs whatever yeah. maybe it might cost me like a dollar <laughs> two dollars max but then we're paying like thirty dollars for this scrambled egg thing right mm-hmm. so my heart bleeds every time we do that I know I know <laughs> I feel that bleed also yes I go for tea it's like huh tea what love it this thing I import in how much it's nobody's fault but mm. when it happens regularly it just like it just chips off my soul so occupation hazard la. it is occupation it is, hazard yes, yes. yeah mm. okay okay so so was that an important factor in the relationship not working out like having a very different view of money it does the- contribute i would say as part of the values slightly misalignment because mm. if i'm more about being basic and saving and the, and the other person's more like no i just want to enjoy myself it can create some pressure la. yeah Okay, so mm. there's no there's no way to reconcile it, or have has there not been any? Can lah, I'm sure, I'm sure, that, but just that I never really like bring it okay. up lah. Yeah, okay. Because I mean, it's a fair point, right? Let's say this this person works really hard and has a pretty good salary that can afford this person to buy these things. But mm-hmm. especially back then, I was I was earning really little as a farmer. And for guys, I think there's a certain emotional confidence that you need that comes with earning, being able to provide. And if you don't have that ability or confidence, you will not feel confident about yourself. And so if you keep having to spend money without you having that stable base, it does affect your confidence level, mm. which in the end will affect the relationship. Mm. Yeah. So I think at that point where we met, also it was just at a, a, a tipping point in my career. I was making a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more and, and uh, I felt that confidence in myself and it was also a slightly upward trajectory from that point onwards opportunities that happened for me um, it was quite positive yeah, so I, like in a way things align like, quite well mm. nice 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 and, and for you? off the top of my head no because I screen well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, no, very efficient. Right? Exactly, Screening process yeah. failed, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very efficient segue. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, okay, I can think of maybe a couple of examples. Like, they were never really serious relationships, but just that like, we went on dates where, like, yeah, he was clearly willing to spend a lot more than I was. And I think one of the main things that became like a point of tension was like, he would be like, okay, yeah, sure. You can't afford it. How about I pay for you? But then I didn't want to be stuck in a relationship that ended up with me being financially dependent on someone, right? Because like emotionally, that just isn't great, I feel. Like to not be able to afford your own relationship. Help me understand more. <laughs> Help me understand more. Okay, okay. so like, like, let's say we go to like yes. a fancy restaurant, right? Where yes. it's like, you know, like $80 per person. And I'm like, well, I usually spend like 10 a person. No, I get that part. I get yeah. that part. It's more like the, why do you feel like that? 
it's like why why does he feel that you know like it, it chips into his his like oh. like manhood kind of thing on, on some <laughs> right, level right? right so so those are complex social ideas right so like why do you as a, a woman right which yeah. on some level right, has social privilege on like dating means guys must treat right? like, although I don't agree with that okay yeah. but but I don't agree with that but that is the social narrative to date even though we talk about equality equality okay yeah yeah but why why do you feel that way I think that's an yeah. interesting part I yeah. think it's like an idea that in a relationship there has to be some sort of not necessarily equality but just equity right like where each of you has to contribute a certain amount that leads to like a balance in a relationship and I I just find that if like one person's always paying for the other person that isn't that doesn't sound very equitable to me and yes like you know maybe the first few times it's okay but what if at some point down the road he feels like I'm being a burden or I'm being a liability because like I can't even provide for myself then mm. I think that is an issue it's one of like a very touchy but yeah, like yeah. that's why we talk about it uh. yeah <laughs> it's so dirty then there's nothing to talk about right yes, yes, yes. yeah but like an underlying current that you you need to address you know mm. earlier rather than later so have you yeah. gone past that current or is it now because your relationship is no, yeah. more similar then there's no no more of this current like, it yeah, doesn't, doesn't, just... like you have not gone past it but it doesn't matter already you know what I mean because yeah I think for me it's like prevention is better than cure Mm, right so mm. like don't even allow it to happen in the first place yeah, rather M- than MOH scholar yeah I think for us like we have similar ideas of like how to, how to spend money I guess yeah I don't feel like either of us is providing for the other person because that can become pretty unhealthy I think. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And Interesting. it's like, there's a general yeah. consensus of support. Like, okay, we know that this is our goal. This is roughly how much we need. But if you're earning more due to your current mm. opportunities, mm-hmm. if I'm earning more, I'm, I'm okay to provide more and vice versa. But then if I'm going to go through a rough patch, which I like, at one point I, I did tell her like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's going to, my salary is going to suck, but it's good for the CV. I shall not say what, what job I, it was. I, I, think, <laughs> I think I know which one. <laughs> yes, yes. It's good for the CV. Yes. It'll give me like great opportunities in the future. Yes, yes. Then she's like, yeah, cool. Don't worry about it we'll figure it out like I'll support you yeah, yeah basically we're a team la. so like when one is, one is high and one is low the high one will be able to cover yeah, yeah. so it's that emotional knowledge mm. that we are there for each other mm. um, and also when we go traveling as well it's a very um, the word is organic again but <laughs> you know we, we don't count like who's paying for what Mm-mm. so we just pay when we feel like it when it's convenient who has a wallet who is like <laughs> Yeah, then then it just works. It's like very relaxed that way. We don't need to do our accounts at the end of the trip and, and do the nitty gritty. So so was this part of the AAR? Like was this was this <laughs> was this discussed or was this just like and naturally we just went in like that? Like you pay the air tickets, I'll pay Airbnb, blah blah blah, and then just kind of move. Or was this piece, you know, of this like way of doing things? Yeah, like we did discuss. Kind of discuss. We, we did. Yeah. I mean, it did happen, and then at some point we also did say like, you yeah. know, are you are you comfortable doing this? Like. You yeah, sure, I can yeah. pay more. Then, then we went deeper into this conversation. Mm. Yeah, I think it was like half of it was kind of like it naturally flowed into this because we realized that it's just like our style. Like I realized that he really hates doing accounts. I remember the first trip we did when I really went like hard on the accounts out because I like to be very precise about numbers, right? So like I had this like budget where like, okay, this is how much he spent on Airbnb, this is how much he spent on like transport, blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm. And it like just knocked the living daylights out of him with like the numbers. He was just like, I hate this, I hate this. To be like, fair, I started a yeah. spreadsheet, I think. That's true, yeah. yeah. But like then, I yeah, started becoming very precise with numbers, like down to the sense. Yeah, for some readers, like, hey, this receipt, yeah. don't tell you. <laughs> This line item and what you wrote in Excel don't tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, I literally say that. He got so stressed about it. I was like, okay, okay, this is not the way to do it. Whoa, whoa, we balance account, huh? Hey man, the shoes are already I thought we were supposed to enjoy ourselves. 
I was like, after the trip. checking the credit card statement, checking the Excel sheet. I was like, hey, don't match here. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then do you have the receipt? A copy of the receipt. Then I take out my wallet, like all crumpled receipts. Like, oh, why would I want to keep the receipt after the trip? That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So that, that also, like, I guess, made us realize that that's not the style to do it. Yeah. After yeah. the two of us. Whatever. Yeah. Just so then we became a, lot, let uh, it flow, a little man. bit more tinted. Take, take my credit okay. card and then. <laughs> so as long as you're yeah. at peace with both of how you do it, right? Like, yeah. as, as one entity, yeah. both of you are at peace with it. That's the sweet spot. Right? It's not yeah. about like what way is better than another way. You know, it's just both of yeah. you must subscribe to that, to that, yeah. the way you're managing it, right? I think that's yeah. the idea. But it cannot be so smooth right from the get-go, right? So it's like there, there must yeah, be I mean, some friction, you must get <laughs> to this piece, you know, yeah. like, like even that was like a phenomenon, right? Like, like that that was an experience in itself. So and I always hear this from financial experts. Oh, you gotta communicate. It's like, duh, <laughs> I know you gotta communicate, right? Like, oh, I must talk to your spouse, you know, talk to your partner, blah blah. blah. I, say, I understand, but yeah, give yeah. me some real life example like how do you <laughs> communicate you know like like these kind some things can get very touchy right like like yeah. I don't know if, you, if you're going to so, so just kind of want to know like how do you communicate like this money thing such that you both come to a peaceful position uh, you can include wedding no, usually, everything all tones usually, like, usually, there, experiences. There, usually mm-hmm. there might be some concern like she wants to buy a car or something mm-hmm. and then from no the choice cons- is Canada right <laughs> no, you gotta reach the mountains yes that's where we come together and, and make a decision or just talk about it yes. the concern yes. and see what's possible or not so do you have some tips on like the talk how do you broach the topic how do you establish this point wow. to talk like I mean if you haven't talked through it's okay but I just want to ask for yeah. some like, I don't know honestly mm. for us it's very natural because we talk about because you're very organic everything right? <laughs> exactly uh, natural organic yes exactly <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, to answer that question, you gotta like go one layer deeper, right? Yes. And talk about like how a relationship works in the first place. Yes. And I think like one of the main reasons is we really talk about everything. Yeah, we don't have anything to hide from each other. So because of that, it makes these conversations that are usually difficult a lot easier. Like if I'm concerned, let's say like our wedding, right? You want examples like mm. our wedding, like our, at some point, like I got concerned that paying too much for for the dinner, I was like, do we really need that that like fancy venue? Like you know, we both are very low budget. Right. It was quite pricey, but then I had to convince her that the likelihood of recuperating that because the people attending the the wedding would are quite generous lah with the ang pao's. Yeah. So it's like more or less it will be. 100% confirmed that we'll cover the cost. Mm. So then, yeah. yeah Can you give us some color like how much you spend in the wedding and... The the restaurant one was, uh, uh, was about 110 per pack. Mm, yeah. Mm, okay. okay. So, Sounds more recoupable. Yeah. Right. Sounds more recoupable. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, then, but, but we're not saying you should like get wedding as a as a like investment <laughs> strategy. Right? I mean, you know, people talk about that, right? And yeah, then there's like, there's like a whole list. Wedding, yeah. There's a whole list online yeah. saying, oh, this how many star you got to go where, how much, what's yeah, the price yeah, point yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then our family-level wedding was... Uh, so cute. Yeah, so cute. it was yeah. a lot more low cost. We were sponsored the space oh, and, and mm-hmm. overall, we because we told our friends that, because it's like a, like people could contribute, that was the idea we had because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. wanted our friends to participate. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so they contributed in, in actions. They did stuff for us, with us together. And, and so we said, you know, you can contribute in kind instead of having to pay like ridiculous money, which is how we always feel when we attend our people's Banquets like wow, yeah, you good. Three hundred bucks for this. I, I read the list. I was like, huh? Why are you here? Yeah, yeah. Also, always not that good. Yeah, also not nice. <laughs> right, right. So, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so we had. We had yeah, this, I, I, don't flame me. I don't flame me. So I run a financial podcast for a reason. Okay, control yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had this idea of 
why don't we make make the wedding more friendly? We don't want people to feel like they are overburdened to come to the wedding. That's mm-hmm. how we feel when sometimes we go to friends' weddings. So we want to drop the price. Well, sounds very businessman, like yeah, yeah. drop the drop price, the price so, so that it's comfortable and then people can pay in kind and then uh, it's more equitable and more fun. Mm-hmm. And so we managed to, to do that. So it didn't fully cover the cost from the, the Ang Pao's, but from the other wedding, it managed to, to cover. So net happy days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I remember that at first was a bit quite stressful, right? Yeah, yeah. For people that are still kind of on the fence on like, you know, should you should you pursue a, an LDR or should you kind of like go with it, right? Like any advice, any advice, any, no need to be money, it can be brought. My first thought is, it's not as hard as you think. Because I feel like the one barrier that most people have mentally is just that, oh, it's impossible. Let's not even bother. But like, I would say that this, LDR has been unexpectedly smooth and easy and it has been consistently this way for the entire four years that we have been in it. It's not like, you know, oh, we had a honeymoon period for one year and then, oh, then it got hard. It never got worse. It was just like this easy for the whole time. And it worked out so well for both of us. They always surprises my friends. They were like, oh, I would never even have considered. Like, exactly. I wouldn't even let it start, right? But you let it go for like four years yeah. and you're still going. And then you end already. <laughs> <laughs> confirm already. It's, yeah, it's no longer exactly. LDR already. already. You know, we confirm this thing. Yeah. So yeah, I would yeah. say like, yeah, you know, keep your mind open. Yeah. Like if your heart calls, then answer it. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, amazing, lovely. Thanks for sharing. Stay tuned all the way after these quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials, and check out thefinancialcoconut.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, so we have last three questions that we usually ask everybody. I mean, you can you can take it together, and we take it together like you're a couple, right? So oh, whoops, I think uh, our answers were individual. Yeah, it's independent. <laughs> we independent. Well, people our answers are... were individual. Okay, yeah. okay. So then we do it one by one. Okay, so so Chris first. First question is: What has been your best and worst investment you've ever made? FTX. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I use FTX as a as an exchange for other crypto, and so then you, uh, new year, new me, start again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then I also uh, asked her to put some money in it because I thought it was a good thing. <laughs> then she got really pissed, really pissed. As you should. Yeah. yeah but, but. Uh, so it's both the best and the worst because uh, worst for obvious reasons, right? We we lost everything, but best because I have not really been actually doing my homework when I'm investing. I just felt like I've been winging it all the time with whatever I've been investing in. And so far, I got lucky for the last few years, but totally just very superficial. Like, oh, see the graph looks looks <laughs> like it's going up. Uh. Okay. Uh, just, <laughs> so not great advice for anybody out there, but um, this has, has made me more... Um, prudent and, and taught me a lesson uh, like yeah. be burnt before I can be more discerning so I'm gonna be more pragmatic and more discerning in where I put my money nice nice yeah that's why I never ask you investment question <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. what yeah. is one thing under hundred dollars that has been a game changer for you okay so <laughs> bring the prop bring the prop <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> this is a drill. You can use as a screwdriver as well. This costs like $96. With this, I've, I've built a lot of things. I've repaired a lot of things uh, that would have otherwise spent a lot of money you know, fixing... I, I actually like tear down a lot of material, like people throw away bit frames or something. I, I tear it down and recycle the wood to build other things. So. I've seen those. And I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. <laughs> right, guy built his own standing table, you know, the rack outside, everything is like, wow, nice. So nice. part of living a self-sufficient lifestyle, yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, last one. Uh, one place you learn that you think is underrated. It can be a particular book, a website you read, um, maybe a YouTube channel, a podcast, anything. So it's none of the above, but it's more, uh, it's uh, going for a backpacking trip, spending the money to buy a one-way ticket to go on backpacking. I think it's really, really life-changing. We are so burdened by the expectations of people. And when you go backpacking, that's the only time, or that's maybe one of the, the first times that you're allowed to look inward and experience and make decisions wholly by your intuition. And it's also a time where you're able to take risks and absorb the whole craziness of what's around you, both the good and the bad, like facing emotions like fear, uncertainty, disappointment, as well as the amazing emotions and amazing experiences. So it can be very affordable. Backpacking can be, if depending on where you go, you can hitchhike. There are, there are ways to do it that's affordable and ways to do it that's less. But for me, that was a real life changer. Better than uh, maybe even watching a podcast or, oops, not to say that this is, <laughs> we shouldn't. But. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clarification approved. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you're, you're like learning on a job, essentially. I get it, I get it. Nice, nice, nice. Fellow backpackers here. So oh, yes, yeah. very good. Yeah. Even <laughs> designing whether you turn left or turn right, it's a learning <laughs> lesson in itself, right? You look at the street, it's like, why do I take this street and not that street? Uh, there's so much to learn, right? But yeah, yeah. yeah a, or like the people you talk to and who you agree to like yes, go on yes. go on like an adventure with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you yeah, go the strangers to the, you meet. Exactly. You yeah. go to the backpacker like hostel. The hostel yeah. And then you and then you're there and then you'll be like, uh I eat alone for many days already, you know, <laughs> but I want to eat something a little bit like more like communal, right? Yeah. I can't do it on my own. And I'm like, hey, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go? Yeah. Rum. And then the all the stories, yeah, it. and all the stories start coming. Yeah, yeah. You, you do like sales, life salesman training. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I heard downstairs there's this thing, oh, it's <laughs> yeah, amazing, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 So you want to go together? It's like, um, okay, yeah, okay. Right, close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Cheryl, your turn. Uh, three mm. questions. The first is, what has been your best and worst investment? investment you've ever made the best investment for me is definitely my master's yeah because i think like i was not just buying a degree i Mm. was buying a life essentially and the life that i had always dreamed of it was basically my gateway into living in vancouver Mm. and living in in canada i didn't even realize how much of a dream it had been until i was really living it i was like wow this is truly a dream come true Mm. so very expensive obviously like you said like basically almost all my life savings on it right so a huge risk for sure. And that came with a lot of uncertainty. Obviously, they're not helped. They're like, a lot of my friends were like, are you sure about this? What's the point of getting a master's? Like, so far in Canada, you know mm. how far away we are? 17 hours, nice. things like that. But yeah, no regrets at all. It got me to where I am today and like, I couldn't be happier ever. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Like, yeah, why study forestry? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not about yeah, forestry, yeah. right? It's yeah. about like, what it gets you. Yeah, essentially. yeah. I get it, I get yeah. it. What is one thing under $100 that has been a game changer for you? Yeah, my bicycle. <laughs> In fact, it was one of the first things I bought when I moved to Vancouver that wasn't even planned. That made it even better. Yeah, but I got my bicycle off Marketplace and it cost $75. By the time I got it, it was at least a third-hand bike. Like So at least two owners before me. And I still have it today. And it basically like, it gets me around Vancouver really easily. Sometimes cycling is faster than taking public transport because no traffic, you know, and yeah, not having to wait for buses and all that. And it's also like taking me on a lot of bike adventures around Vancouver, mm. which I found was one of the best ways to get to know the city. Walking is kind of slow. Like you can't get like very far walking. Buses, you can't really like stop 
every single time like and it's just really slow so yeah biking has helped me to understand the city a lot better and going on bike adventures with my friends as well has been like a big part of my social life so yeah for both functional like commuting purposes as well as like social purposes and oh and for financial reasons so, it's free <laughs> cycling everywhere yeah and you don't free. need a gym right exactly. you just emerge yeah, exactly. together yeah, yeah you just you know achieve so many things yeah. with one little yeah, yeah you should be a regular true. on the show <laughs> okay last question one, one, one place you learn that you think is underrated it can be a book a website YouTube channel podcast yeah I think one place in general is definitely books I feel like most people don't read books so anymore so what is one book there is uh, a book called The Organized Mind by Daniel Levitin which I feel really changed my life because he writes about when you organize your thoughts it helps you to organize your life and I feel like someone like me who's all about like efficiency and getting things done um, <laughs> I feel like it was very important like sometimes I get caught in this like decision making cycle right where I'm like oh should I do this should I do this and I'm like endlessly thinking like, and, like lunch like doing lunch earlier today. I want dark rice. No, I want fish soup. Oh, I don't know. Oh, stress. I don't know. This is her second last meal here, is it? Before oh, you're flying. Yeah, right? that's true. So, yeah, I, I understand. So it's right? it's, it's thanks. fair point, right? Yeah, mm. Because when I'm traveling, it's like, oh, I did, I did, yeah, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, but I had a good thing two days ago. I want that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. Limited stomach space. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but I think like that helped me to learn about, you know, how to organize my mind. Yeah, I feel like since then, like, it helped me to gain a lot more clarity in, like, my everyday life. And yeah, I've been, like, recommending that book to my friends all the time. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks mm-hmm. for your time. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Woo. Happy to be here.